Good evening. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Experiencer Podcast, the podcast that brings you upfront and personal with past and present enigmatic experiences from individuals who have witnessed or even interacted with the strange, the extraordinary, and the otherwise unknown existence of UFOs or aliens. If you've had an out-of-this-world experience you'd like to share, please reach out to me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. If you have photos or footage of UFOs, IAPs, or any other extraordinary phenomena and would like to share it, please forwarded to the experiencer podcast at gmail.com Humbled and happy to be able to broadcast with you all and share the following experiences from today's guest. I'm going to keep this simple. I'll introduce our guest and otherwise we'll jump right into the show and let him tell us the gist of it. This is uh, Chris West from Las Vegas, Nevada. Thank you for being with us this evening. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you, Chris. And uh, Chris is kind enough to spend some time with us today to share and hopefully just maybe inspire folks to more mind-opening dialogue around this sort of uh, subject. Please, Chris, do us a favor and begin with giving us the setting. Maybe start with telling us where and when, how old you were when all this took place. So, um, I think, like, I know it was Halloween. The year, um, I'm a little bit foggy on, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was 2015, 2014 or 2015. And I know it was Halloween, uh, like the exact Halloween day. Uh, Again, Las Vegas, Nevada. And if you know anything about Las Vegas, the east side of Las Vegas is kind of separated from the rest of the town. Like, it's more towards the Air Force Base. Uh, No freeways go over there. Like, if you want to get to the east side of Las Vegas, you kind of have to truck through the entire town. It's a a little more secluded. And now it's a... it's a little more run down than the rest. They don't do a lot of gentrification over there on the east side. And it's like the last stop till you get into whatever road takes you to Lake Mead. So I'm saying it's a, it's a little bit more secluded part of Las Vegas. And it's a little older. Right. And again, it's, it's, towards, it's towards the Air Force Base. Um, so we're over on the east side of Las Vegas. And... I'm going to a friend's house. I got another friend with me, and we're we show up and kind of waiting for this friend to come outside. Again, I'm probably 21, 22 years old. Going to my friend's house, and as we're waiting for him to come outside, and this is just like a, you know, we're we're gonna hang out and you know party a little bit. It's Halloween. It hasn't gotten dark yet. It's you know midday, three thirty you know, four o'clock. And as we're waiting outside, I look up, you know, right off the bat, there's something in the air. There's something in the sky and not super close, but, you know, close enough to 
see you with the naked eye, right? Right. So in my field of vision, it was probably, you know, the same distance a normal plane would be, right? And again, you're knocking on your friend's door at this time? I think, no, we had already knocked on the door. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be out in a minute. Ah. And he had like a nice porch area with chairs. So we just like, again, we, we would go over there, you know, sit, sit around. I don't drink or anything, but, uh, you know, I think I smoked a ton of cigarettes back in the day. But we just hang out, bullshit, you know, just do the friend thing. Yeah, post again, on the front porch. Early 20, yeah, just post on the front porch. Exactly. Um, so we got to posting. And again, I look up and there's this object in the sky. And at first, me and my buddy are looking at it, and I'm like, "Oh shit, there's there's balloons super far away." Because in first glance, it looked like a cluster of balloons. Hmm. And we're we're studying it, and we're like, "Ah, oh, you know, anytime you see something just like casually in the sky that isn't familiar, you're gonna look at it. You know, you're gonna study it." Spend an right? extra second, yeah. And that, the first thing that I noticed about it was it wasn't moving like balloons move in the air. Bobbing about. Like it had a, it moved with purpose, right? So it kind of drifted, it almost seemed like it's drifting one way and it would stop. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's peculiar. And then, you know, we, we ended up getting binoculars, and through the binoculars, I could kind of make out the shape a little bit better. And again, it's not its not traveling. It's almost stationary. Like, it's kind of drifting, but again, with purpose. So in my line of view, it's maybe moving, you know, a few feet one way, a few feet the other way. So up there, you know, the distance is more than feet, but in my line of view, you know what I'm saying? It's not yeah. moving a great distance. It's not moving across the whole sky. It's not floating like you would see balloons floating across the horizon, right? Right, yeah. It's just kind of staying in a specific area and then traveling back and forth. So we're like, that's odd. So we get the binoculars and looking at it. And the shape of it, again, very odd shape. The best way I could explain how it would, how it looked was you know it's the seed of life. It's a it's a shape. Oh, okay. It's a sacred okay. geometry I'm sorry. shape. Um, I mean, you could look it up. Uh, so the seed of life is a sacred geometry shape. Oh, okay, um, the seed of life. I'm catching up with you now, and yes, I do know all yeah. the circles. There's seven of them total that make up the seed of life, and then it repeats on and on. Yeah. So like there there's a circle is like the first shape, and then the seed of life is like four circles, kind of on top of each other and in almost like a pyramid shape, right? Right. Or like a, or a diamond shape, actually. There you go. So the best I could describe how this thing looked was like a 3D version of the seed of life. So it was like a circle on top, maybe like two or three circles in, the, in three dimensions around the bottom, and then another circle on the bottom kind of created diamond, right? So hence why it looked like a cluster of balloons at one point. Agreed. That's why that's why I thought it was balloons. And then so again we're studying the thing. And it was chilling for like or like, you know, hanging out in this specific area in the sky for a good 
half an hour. Whoa. 30 minutes. And again, we're, we're looking at it. We're like, it's got to be balloons. But again, the thing is moving with purpose. So like it would, like I said, it would drift to the left and stop. Kind of drift back to the right. Stop. Go up. Stop. Go down. Stop. And balloons don't go down, you know. Balloons go usually like up in, in one direction. Right. Up width, in one direction right? or down in a direction. One of the two, yeah. Exactly. So this, again, is, is going against that. Um, so again, we're like, what the fuck? And your first thought is like, it's not, you, you don't immediately think this is extraterrestrial. You know? Right. You think. Just like, what the F? You're just trying to think, yeah, what is this? Is this, like, what am I not seeing that is, uh, you know, computing to where it's something familiar, you know? Because it's not balloons. We have binoculars. It's, and the reason we knew it was balloons because when you get the binoculars, you can judge the distance, right? You're like, okay, this is far enough away to where it must be huge. Like, this is as big, if not bigger, than what your average plane would look like. Let alone balloons. <laughs> Let alone balloons. Exactly. So, again, when you finally take a look at it, you're like, all right, that's far enough away where if it was balloons, I wouldn't even be able to see it. And, again, from noticing it, eventually we tried, again, this is 2014, 2015, the iPhone and shit, I think, either just came out or hadn't come out yet. Nonetheless, I think I was too poor at the time to afford an iPhone. So I had this, like, little flip phone, and I'm, I'm trying to take pictures of it and video, and it's just this, you know, I don't even think you can see it on, on the, uh, on the flip phone camera. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> so getting back to the story again, we're at my friend's house. We're you know, at court. Yeah. We're watching this shape go. move through the sky. We're, you know, and start we're starting to lose daylight. And, you know, again after a half an hour, forty five minutes of this thing moving around, we're like, all right, like. We don't want to leave. We don't know what it is, but we're not like immediately thinking like this is a, this is an extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional or whatever ship. We're just like, what? What is this thing that isn't acting normal? Yeah. And literally on cue, when we're like deciding to not pay attention to it anymore, we're like, all right, we got to go with. We gotta. Live, it's Halloween. We're gonna go live our life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, on cue, it blasts the fuck off. <laughs> Whoa. Um, and this is what was the strangest part because you know if we would have left and it, you know would have stayed in the sky, we would have just been like, all right, you know, I wonder what that weird shape in the sky was, like the that right. weird round ball thing in the sky was. Of Who course. Knows? But again, we're looking at it and we're like, okay, we're, we got to go. And then you just see a red streak, like no sound, no boom, no or no explosion, no boom. You didn't hear anything. It was just a silent red streak across the sky. And I mean, again, in my field of vision, this red streak, you know, rivaled a shooting star. You know what I'm saying? But in the wow. opposite direction, right? It, you know what I'm saying? It went away from the earth as opposed to towards the earth, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
because again, when you see shooting stars, they're usually like they go across, or they go, you know, they seem to wherever the curvature of the earth is and whatnot, but it, they seem to be going down yep. or, you know, at an angle or whatever. Striking this one across went, and down, yeah, versus this thing yeah, rising. This one into went, the... Exactly. This one went up and away. And my jaw dropped. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what your language, uh, you know, if you You're okay, go mind. ahead. Uh, like so, I said. so quick question did you and all your friends did you guys actually announce like hey okay guys let's get ready to go yeah that's awesome so on like the prior we were, we were... show uh part sorry pardon me cutting you off chris on the prior show uh we talked about not the law of attraction per se as much as saying the guest had the experience of speaking about ufos walked out the house and then seen it so we had to have that follow-up question that obvious question do you think you attracted it so in this circumstance and and this is still early on in the show you know you you see this thing you stare at it for a half hour like you said you were about to leave and walk away at which point it would have just been another odd thing in the day soon to be forgotten but after one of your party announces hey all right guys let's go ahead and get on with our evening now it makes itself clear and obvious to you and leaves complete with a red trail headed into the upper atmosphere. So it's just really something cool to show that this phenomenon hears us in some shape or form. It seems to react to our consciousness to make clear what we do see. That's, that's really something that's really cool. And we, like I said, we verbally had a debate. We're like, should we leave? Should we stop? paying attention to this thing in the sky. <laughs> wow. And not kind of wanting to, but you can't sit and stare at this thing forever. Right. And again, it's not close enough to where I can see any real detail. It's not, uh, again, I can't make it out to before it, you know, blasts off. Like, like I said, it was just something in the sky. Nothing too big, but, you know, Odd enough to want to keep watching, but, uh, you know, not, I couldn't make it out well enough to like ruin my whole night about just staying there and studying, you know, right. Or make it factual in your mind because it has hard edges or exactly. So, so but if I may the, for our listeners and here I go cutting you off again, Chris, <laughs> if I may, can, can I challenge your description on this thing? Um, you said that it's hard to interpret that it looks like the seed of life. How about color? How about edges? How about shape? You know, was it triangular? Was it cigar? Was it rounded or spherical? Was it just a singular glowing object when you put the binocs up? What can you give us as far as details? So I, I think it was like a brass color, uh, slightly shiny it was not glowing in, in, by any means um it wasn't transparent in any way uh it was it was definitely metallic uh on some level but almost brass brown orangey color you know um pretty much the best way I can describe it. And again, if, if you need a real good description, I, I suggest your listeners look up, you know, a 3D version of the Seed of Life because it, it was the exact shape of that. Wow, that's really, 
That's really something in itself. And you you mentioned the orange color. Can you tell me a little yeah. bit more more about that? Was it emanating? Was it, you know, you said it didn't glow. So where was the orange as far as you could interpret that? It was it was just the color of the object. Like I said, it, it, if I had to describe the texture of it, what I would what I would describe it as is, you know, maybe the same texture as like a um, wrecking ball, right? Like bunch of giant metal brass balls you know attached to uh, the shape yeah <laughs> or let's let's, let's put this uh, uh, a number of brass spherical objects <laughs> <laughs> you know aligned in a way uh, that they you know to make a pier- like uh, not a pyramid but to make a diamond there you, you go know? Uh, a a semi-circular, semi-diamond shape, huh? Yeah, if you put a bunch of circles together uh, and you stack them, you know, in 3D, it would it would make a diamond. So that's where the orange glow, or the orange that you see and interpret, that's off of the semi-metallic bron- uh, brass surface, then. Yeah, bronze, brass. You know, <laughs> I get um, it. No, I get it. Yeah, it wasn't glowing. It wasn't emanating any light. And, and of course, zero no, light. no fire from the back end, no propulsion that you could tell of. No, no propulsion. No sound We were the looking whole time? for like a... Huh? Any sound the whole time or specifically when it nope. took off? Did it make any nope, sound? No sound whatsoever. Uh, and again, you know, if, if a plane was at the same distance that this thing was at, you would hear, you know, the average sound of a plane you know, crossing the sky, this, this had zero. And it was funny because, you know, there's three of us there and my buddy who was my roommate at the time, we're studying this thing and I'm like, oh cool, what the fuck is this thing in the air kind of, you know, is it aliens? It can't be, you know, mm-hmm. is it balloons? Yeah. It doesn't look like a balloon. You know, and it's too far away. It's too big. These have got to be gigantic ass balloons. And then we, you know, we know it has moves. Knowing how, how it's you know, going back and forth in the skyline, like away, you know, like against whatever probably the wind would be, with it and down and up. You know what I'm saying? It had purpose. And then you know, the funny thing is, like my other friend, who was his house, he couldn't give a shit <laughs> about what this thing was. He was like, yeah, whatever, it's aliens. I don't care. That is not, couldn't care two shit. <laughs> Wanted to play his 12-string guitar and smoke weed. Get into Halloween just, already. And again, me and my buddy, I, I don't remember if my other friends saw the streak, but, you know, we, as soon as we seen this thing blast off, and again, if it was just me that saw it, I would, I probably would just cast it off as, like, maybe I turned too quickly or whatever, but, you know, too we have immediate, um, what's the word? Um, just not justification, but uh, recognition. You know, two people saw the same thing at the same time. There you go. So it's hard to deny. And you how know, about I the third friend? Of, Did he see it take off? No, he wasn't paying attention to it at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's just sitting there, powering some weed. And me <laughs> and, you know, my other buddy, my roommate, are. 
you know, setting this object in the sky for 45 minutes. I was going to say complete dialogue with the object in your observations. So really I had tons of time to tune in to you guys as observers. Oh, a hundred percent. That's really, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, I, again, this is, you know, over six years ago. Um, I'm trying to, I feel like I had the thought at the time that it noticed us. Mm. I don't know why. But for some reason, I have a vague feeling that it, it, I had a feeling it recognized that we were looking at it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's really cool, too. Thank you for sharing that and, and allowing that to pop back up. Yeah. So after the thing blasts off, I will say this viewing something like that. On a surface level, you know, if you just said to somebody, I just saw a you, right? And, 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 and I don't know if it's alien, extraterrestrial, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I know what it was. All I know is it was an, an actual unidentified flying object, yeah. right? Yeah. So. In reality, you would think if you saw a UFO in real life, that would change your life, right? It would have such an impact that you would question everything. The reality is, you see a UFO and you see it blast off, it's just another thing that happened that day. <laughs> mm. Like, we still just had, I had to go to work the next day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> still had to pay my bills. Uh, still had I to, had to pay my bills. I still had to, you know, do whatever I had to do. I, you know, there's, it's, it's not that it was unimpactful, but it was just something that happened. Right. And it's hard to discuss with other people because, uh, it's hard to validate that to other people. It's hard for anybody to know what you truly experienced. And in the end, of course, people almost find it irritating to talk about something that they don't see, but that you're so driven about or so impacted by so it's really an an almost awkward or hard thing to have a an honest conversation about or dialogue about and i'm just as guilty as this as the next person but i have noticed when telling people this specific story um because i am not a person that like again it's not that i don't believe i don't uh like play into people's ghost stories or, you know, I, I'm not a ghost guy. Let's just put it that way. I'm not a UFO guy. Most people, I think, I I don't believe, I guess, which is, you know, even though I've had my own experience, somebody, and this is what I'm guilty of, someone will tell me their story. I'm like, yeah, that probably wasn't real, but mine was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, is that due to any form of sarcasm on your part or is it just more, uh, you know, reflection of the times and the world we live in, especially here in the West? I would probably say the latter. And again, this is my, this is, this is a a fault of myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not to Um, beat you up. I'm a pretty sarcastic guy too. So, you know, I'm a realist on many fronts. (laughs) And it, it takes a lot for me to trust somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like me yeah. and you, we've known each other for a number of years. If I, I feel like if you told me something, you're not going to bullshit me. 
And I'm not, and you know, and I know that we're not attention seekers, and that's that's a tough thing with a lot of people. They tell things from a point of needing attention, so it's hard not to see that when you hear someone telling of something extraordinary. Agreed. And so again, the thing that I'm guilty of is, you know, somebody will tell me their story and I'll dismiss it, and then, but I'll be like, but mine is real. Here. And people do have done. <laughs> people have done that to me as well. Where you know, I'll tell them, "Hey, you know, I saw this object and blast stuff," and they'll go, "Yeah, sure you did." But this is what happened to me. <laughs> um, Interesting. Nonetheless, again, uh, it, it's strange what what I choose to believe in in this realm of the, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, is it cryptic, cryptic. Is alien, are aliens part of cryptic? I don't know what this whole not, genre. Not, you know, I'm I'm not going to be the defining person. I can't honestly answer that. But all I know is, you know, cryptics. I, they seem to be, you know, Bigfoots and dogmen, and I could be absolutely wrong. But uh, like earthly based aliens are their own thing, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's all like it's all one thing. Like aliens, ghosts, cryptics, uh, extra dimensional beings. Um, even like again, I hate that this is lumped into this, but this, you know, what, what what do you call this genre of things like the unknown? It, it just seems too broad, you know. Yeah, I don't have a complete answer for that one. It's definitely still, even though we have a lot more than just twenty years ago, it's still it's still a seemingly disconnected all extraordinary they don't fit under just supernatural now today we have multi-dimensional so yeah interdimensional yeah. so it is really tough to uh to generalize any of this i do know i had this one unexplained experience that i i cannot uh, explain other than it had to be a ufo whether or not that you know yeah, and even Some advanced technology or you know, or extra dimensional, extraterrestrial. I, I have no idea, yeah. but I do know that I saw a thing in the sky that blasted off. Yeah, you saw a lot more than that. You had someone there, as we said, to confirm and validate. You saw it leaving, and thirdly, at least, if you know, if not last, but least, is that it seemed to, you know, be interacting with your consciousness in that you and your friend are having a dialogue about your observations until you decide to leave at which point this thing beats you to it and leaves along with the red trail for you to observe. So, I mean, there, there was quite the, you know, quite the facet to your observations. So that's, that's a full on experience if I've ever heard one. It, my recollection of it, again, my feeling towards it now is like, yeah, it was no big deal. Like I saw it, it happened. You know, <laughs> no, that's true. That's truth. Until we as a species can either have these sightings on mass or have them so frequently that the dialogue can be more inspiring. It just is kind of a meh thing. However, hopefully everybody enjoys tuning into the show and, and listening and talking about it a little more. What I will say is that it seems in the past four years or four or five years that, you know, with the, uh, I don't know if it's the CIA or whatever, whatever uh, predominant government uh, entity, you know, starting to release Air right, Force Right, the so-called disclosures and, and what have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're at least 
you know, whether or not they think it's aliens or not, but they're, they're at least saying, hey, we see some shit from time to time in the sky and, and we have videotapes, you know, whether it's the, what's his name, Bob, Bob Lazar, mm-hmm, you know, his mm-hmm. stories and, and whatnot. They're, they're starting to recognize Indeed. on a, in, in a, in a community or, you know, level or, or earth level that, hey, there's sometimes there's shit in the sky that we don't know. Yes. And then if we did, we know we're not going to tell you, but, you know, you guys aren't completely insane. Right. And there's a few things we have to admit. Uh, one of which in that dossier that was really intriguing, I would say, you know, they admit, of course, then the Navy has dropped theirs. I don't know if it was the CIA. It was the Pentagon dropped another. So there's been a few branches of the government. But one of the most interesting ones was the most recent Pentagon release, at which point in the report, if you read in there, not very deep. It does admit to not only sightings, not only Navy and military interactions, police and more, but it does admit to uh, abductions and removals of fetuses from women. That is, just a, is, is a conversation that everybody should be having in some shape or form because right there is the government admitting that this is not just a coming and going there is something really big at hand if they're abducting men and women and taking the fetuses of women. Now we're talking, the government is just, there's a serious hint, there's a serious clue right there in that piece. And that just is mind-blowing right there. Abductions is definitely uh, strange. Because I've, you know, I've heard of a bunch of different forms of, a, of, a, of, a, of abduction. I can't say that word right <laughs> forms of abduction, whether it be, you know, just mental abduction where people dream a certain thing, whether it's physical abduction, uh, what does it be, uh, who the, there's like a couple that got abducted, what is their name? Betty and Barney Hill. That's it. The only other, I don't even know if it's unexplainable, but, um, I've had one other experience, and it wasn't visual as as much as uh, a feeling, I guess you can say, but it was heavily psychedelic-induced, if that makes sense. Okay. Would you want to hear? Yeah, please. All right. So I took a championship amount of mushrooms one time. All right. <laughs> and I'm not a big hallucinogenic guy. Okay. Um, I've taken, you know, I've never done LSD. And I had a bunch of friends that were, that got together and took a bunch of mushrooms and I had to work. So they just saved some for me and I took them alone one time. But anyway, you know, I'm, I'm mid deep in, in, in the experience, right? And I'm sitting in my bed and it's raining outside. And if you have any experience with hallucinogenic, you know that when you close your eyes, it's different than when you normally close your eyes in real life. Like, it's just, whatever you see in your mind is clear. Let's put it that way. Um, so anyways, I'm laying on my bed. It's maybe, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning. I couldn't wait at night. Just kind of have, like, the whole night to myself. And whatever happens, happens. Um, and again, I live by the Air Force Base. So I'm laying in my bed, and in my mind's eye, I am almost kind of like how you, how Neo sees 
the world in the Matrix. It's just kind of all black, and I'm I'm viewing myself almost in green light, floating in nothingness. Right? Very cool. And and I'm kind of breathing, you know, in deep, out slowly. And as I'm breathing, uh, energy is dissipating from the impulses. Right? Breathe in. Breathe out, and it's like a pulse, right, of energy. This is what I'm seeing. And again, I'm, I'm on mushrooms, so it's, who knows if I know it's real. All but good. All good. this is, you know, the experience that I had was I lived near the Air Force Base. As I'm doing this, so I, I'm I'm in this state of meditation, uh, trance, if you will, and I'm pulsating energy, you know. A giant helicopter flies over my house, right? And it nice. just completely disrupts what I'm in. And I breathe in, and then it's just this violent, you know, over my house. You know, it's the middle of the night. And I remember I had this very strong feeling of panic, and I breathed out, and again, I'm, I'm pulsating energy in a slight way. A huge pulse of energy came out of me, right? And I get up and I'm kind of like, I was kind of uh, like at the end trail of my trip anyways. Uh, I get up and I'm like, what the fuck was that? You know, what just happened? That was, that was violent, visceral pulse from, you know, planes flying over me. And I like, I got to shake this off. And I, I go to turn on the TV. All the power is out of my house. Uh, all the cable is out. Everything electrical or, you know, everything was out there, you know, completely out. Hmm. I had no power to my house at all. Okay. And I know I had power before this. So, again, sounds uh, um, made up or you're just tripping. But nonetheless, it did happen. I, I, I seem to have uh, admitted a EMP and blew out uh, the power to my house. Hmm. And who knows how far. All in response to the uh, interjecting helicopter that really got in the funk of your good meditation and kind of just huffed and puffed and and, and blew an EMP at pulse. Yeah, it was almost like a transfer of energy. And again, uh, if if somebody told me this, I'd be like, oh, you're just tripping, man. You know, <laughs> right, right. You're totally but, tripping. You didn't cause it. But how long was the power out? I had to go turn the breaker off and on. Ooh, you had a real cable moment. You you literally took some form of telekinetic energy from everything going on, including the helicopter, and then just shot it back out, huh? <laughs> yep. And uh, so those two experiences are the only thing that I can't really explain. That's really cool. In my whole life. That's really and I have a great memory. I am very, like, I'm hyper aware. I'm just that kind of guy. Uh, those are the only two times in my whole life I can't explain, you know. I mean, I can explain them, but I don't have, like, a uh, reality-based explanation. There we go. There we go. But that's still still fair enough. That's uh, that's really something 
quite keen and extraordinary right there. And you obviously were fine enough. I stumbled to the backyard, found the uh, fuse box, and turned it back on, and everything came back on. Well, wow, yeah, that, no, that's really cool. That's really quite an experience. Um, Lynn Buchanan wrote The Sixth Sense after he was uh, trained in remote viewing for the Army. And uh, one of his stories, I think it was his, I, I'm pretty sure it was his own story was something to the, you know, quick telling, long story short, that, you know, he was on a Navy ship and was just a regular guy, tech guy or, you know, whatever in the hull of the ship. And uh, something happened to the effect of him creating an EMP. And that's how they discovered him. If it was, you know, and I could be absolutely wrong, maybe it was one of the other people in his group, but uh, in his small circle being trained, but I'm pretty sure that's how they found him and put him in this remote viewing program is because they were like, they did a little back research huh. and were like, how the hell did this EMP happen on our, you know, on our Navy ship vessel? And uh, one of the people within that department did a whole bunch of, you know, obviously dotted some I's and crossed some T's and, circled some things and was like i think it was a guy and i think it was this guy we'll take him you know something to that effect so either way it's it's not unheard of it is something that has been reported in the phenomena in the literature before so that's that's really cool wow, i didn't i i did not know that yeah yeah uh, i love that book it's really weird yeah. is if you know again this is my conspiracy brain if the government noticed or whoever noticed that you know, I was in this deep trance, and you know, again, I was I was already, you know, in my brain, emanating some energy, right? Yeah, that you uh, become aware of. I wonder if they flew over me on purpose. I know that sounds crazy, but you never know. Right, you never know, but there's nothing wrong with asking the question. This is why I like your podcast. Well, it's because you're asking the questions. That's what I was going to say. Oh, man. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. That's very humbling. And, you know, it's fun to have a place, a refuge where we can ask these questions, you know. I think there's nothing wrong with consciousness asking how conscious are we. Agreed. And we and obviously seem can. to be downplaying it in the West. But yet, you know, go to India or China and you've got everything from, you know, Crouch and Tiger, Hidden Dragon theory going on to, uh, you know, India with levitation and more. And it, it can it could all just be mythology and beefed up or you know, there could be some facet to, of reality to it. So obviously these, these experiences, they're not still occurring. You haven't had anything similar happen since that. No. And I miss it. To tell you the truth. I feel like uh, when I was a younger man, I was a little bit more open to the universe, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, as you get older, I think uh, life gets in the way and may, maybe not, maybe it's just me, but um, I think I've, uh, as I've gotten older, I've kind of lost the connection with that. Uh, so maybe that's why I haven't. But uh, no, I haven't had any other experiences since. And, and both of those experiences happened around the same time. So if I may, I'm going to ask you to re-clarify that. And that's because I find something really cool in the subconscious phrasing of what you said there. Are you saying that you your intuition tells you that when we're younger... Because we have less frame of reference or more open-minded, however you want to say it, um, that open-mindedness may attract more experiences. And that that's what you feel in some ways as we grow older, crystallize our thinking. We don't attract as much. We don't perceive as much. And, you know, therefore, we don't see it as much. I think it's all of the above. But, uh, yeah, when you're younger, you just... I don't know, you, the potential for how you perceive things is just 
claimed or your, your whatever it is, your innocence or your uh, yeah, you, you know, your perspective of anything can happen. I can do anything. You know, just permeates through you know your entire existence. Mm. And again, when you get older, it's just you know you got bills to pay, you got responsibilities, and you know you're not looking to the sky as much. You know, if you have a you know fifty an hour a week job, you know a lot of experiences people have are when they're younger, and you know I don't know if you know age directly plays into it, but you know you'll hear so many people say, "Well, I was in my twenties. Well, I was in my teens." So the story has a real far back, you know, uh, connotation to most of, most of everybody's experiences. So um, I, there and may I, be something to that. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think it also correlates to, like, how younger people are able to learn technology a lot quicker. Uh, and kind of where I'm getting at to with that is, um, you know, I heard this theory about... Um, the indigenous people, when Columbus, uh, you know, came to the shores of wherever, I can't mm-hmm, remember. Mm-hmm. but the there's a theory that you know they were, they, can't, they had to go to the beach three or four times before they could actually see the boats because they just had no reference. There you go. In their entire existence of actually seeing them, yes. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So, I mean, it might be the same type of phenomenon where you know younger people are more open, so you know whatever. How they perceive technology, yada yada yada. That that's a popular <laughs> one, but I really like that one too, and I completely agree. And I had heard that as a teenager and didn't understand it at all. How can one or more people not, not be able to see the same physical thing? And I've I've come to see it in my own life. It's definitely rigidness, uh, not wanting to confer or conform, not wanting to uh, have something disrupt your daily. Uh, what for whatever reason, uh, I've definitely seen it in in humanity and in people. So by all means, man, it's a trip to to put that analogy to us with otherworldly or other dimensional life. And uh, whether or not that's by design, you know, there you, you know, go. Maybe it, yeah, <laughs> it could it could be exactly what uh, quote unquote they want. You know, to distract you with your nine to five, so that you don't notice the, the interdimensional highway right above our heads. <laughs> and if you do notice something, it's money, and that's it. So go get it. You know, dude, I'm telling you, indeed, you indeed, know, money that's, is insane, especially is, you know today. <laughs> yeah, no, but that is the. Uh, there's always something to keep our blinders on, and that's that's really something. Okay, so um, let me let me just ask you in in, in a hindsight question to all this. Have these occurrences, you know, both of them, either one of them, however you want to answer this, how have they left you feeling? How have they left you thinking? Um, I, I kind of touched on it earlier where I don't really, uh, it, didn't, it didn't leave me anything, uh, to tell you the truth, which is kind of sad. Um, and this is, you know, my own personal journey type thing, but, um, something that I feel on some level I'm lacking as an, you know, uh, a full-fledged adult is that I don't, I kind of, I feel like I've lost that connection with the, because I don't, you know, with, with the universe, which I feel like I had at one point, um, but I, I'm not 
I'm not spiritual on, uh, in any way, even though I may sound like it through this podcast. I, at least I don't perceive myself to be a spiritual person. I'm interested in things like psychic geometry and whatnot, but I, I don't know if I practice it to where I believe it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little saddened that it hasn't made more of an impact on my life, I guess. Um, and it's kind of something I touched on earlier where, you know, it just kind of happens and you move on. You know, I didn't dedicate my life to finding UFOs or anything of that nature. <laughs> That's fair but, enough, uh, though, man. That's all right. It's, uh, it definitely happened, and I don't really think about it all that much. But I, you know what? You know what it has done? It's it definitely kept me curious. Mm. Let's, let's leave it at that. I've, I've stayed curious. I like that. Anyone in your family ever had any experiences? Mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, anybody ever shared experiences with you in that, that regards? Um, no. I can't think of any specific story where a family member has told me about anything no worries. Uh, of that nature. No worries. It's more of a general practice question we do around here. So, uh, you know, pardon it, but uh, it doesn't exclude you or include you in any special club. So no worries. <laughs> and then uh, I do have a final question for you here today before I let you go. And that is, um, have you ever reported uh, your experience to any agency, you know, such as MUFON, a national UFO reporting center? No, I haven't. And, I, you know, it's not that I'm not for just didn't cross my mind i guess because yeah. at some level you know you just think that probably wasn't what i yeah exactly just downplayed and in the in the meanwhile do me a favor before i before i do wrap this thing up um do you have a podcast that you've been working on you'd like to plug at this time we'd love to hear it i do um i do a podcast in art gig posters is really what it is uh, i talk to a lot of artists that make uh, posters for you know your favorite bands here and there and, and the, that podcast is called viral out podcast you can find it on uh, spotify anywhere podcasts are released viral out podcast you know people that create art that is attached to music could you tell me some of the bands that uh their art has has uh, um it's, it's a lot like i i've talked to artists that made metallica posters pool posters uh perfect circle posters right. um deftones posters oh, primus that's all the best. Yeah, the, yeah, these guys, you know, they are the... I talk to the guys that are at the top of their game making art for fans. I mean, they've done stuff with Swift, Kanye. Uh, you know, if, they, if, if they're releasing a limited edition or something poster at the show, these guys... And the second thing, which is kind of a little bit more in line with, you know, what you're doing, I have a film coming out uh, very, very soon. Um, You're talking so yeah. about uh, apoptosis. Apoptosis, agreed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Starring our, our good friend Gus Langley. Yep. Uh, so that that'll be released in festivals this coming year, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of cool things. I'm excited to see where your podcast goes, though. 
Yes, and again, shouts out to you, brother, and thank you so much, everybody. This is this is the dude who gave me the inspiration, the know-how, the insight to even uh, be able to plug this all together. So thank you for making that that, uh, yeah, that so, much easier for me, man. Yeah, so yeah, if you want to find anything about me, spiraloutpod.podbean.com, uh, chrislove222 on Instagram, you'll be able to find my junk. So thank you, Chris. No doubt, man. That, thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you taking the time with me today. Of course. This was fun. Uh, hopefully in the future we can do this again. Man, the the meta conversation, the extra dimensional, the, the sacred geometry, very stimulating conversation. So thank you, brother. I really yeah, I could, appreciate it. I could it. do it all day. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Thank you so much today, Chris, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. You're welcome. I'd like to thank you all for taking the time with me today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please don't hesitate to like, subscribe, or follow the Experiencer Podcast. If you have an experience you'd like to share, you can contact me at theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com with your story. Also, the Experiencer Podcast is building a companion website currently that will showcase and feature both accompanying photos, footage, or details allowed or submitted alongside stories featured on the podcast episodes. It is in this vein that the Experiencer Podcast is seeking and now accepting any footage of alleged sightings, encounters, or experiences caught on camera. Please forward any links, footage, or photos via WeTransfer or Dropbox to the email theexperiencerpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, everyone, and until next time, be sure to take care and, of course, keep those eyes on the skies. Good night, everyone. <laughs>